Thank you for joining us for another power-packed message from Pastor Sharat Yelaseri, brought to you by the friends and partners of Eagle Mount Church, transforming believers into eagles who can soar above every mountain that may stand in their way, empowering them to be leaders for their generations. We hope that this message will transform you. Get ready to soar. Hello and welcome to our service here at Eagle Mount Church. I'm so happy you're joining us, you know. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you and for me today in the Word, okay. See, we need to understand that the Word has the highest authority in a Christian's life. Just as the Constitution of India has the highest authority in the law and the operations of an Indian citizen, the heaven citizen, meaning the church member, meaning the Christ members, highest authority is not the law of the land, but it is the word of God. Are you getting it? Right? So we need to understand and we need to have a cross culture. What culture? The cross culture. Why? Because we are driven by the words of God. If the word of the Lord says, do not steal, and the legalities of your land says, yes, you can steal, what does a Christian have to obey? Does he obey the law of the land or does he obey the law of the word? See, you need to understand that the superiority and the absoluteness, see, the word of the Lord is absolute, okay? It has the ultimate say over a Christian's life. Now, in your life, for you to have the ultimate say of the word of God, there is only few things you need to do. And it starts with getting to know, being familiar with what you are under. Okay? If you are not familiar that the red light means stop, it doesn't matter when you don't stop. Because then, the, I mean, it doesn't matter. Your knowledge doesn't matter anymore. Why? Because the traffic police is going to charge you anyway. Your ignorance is not an excuse. You get it? Yes. So our ignorance is not an excuse for us to not know what the word says. And therefore, if we are missing out on the things of God, you know why it is? It is because we have no familiarity of what the uh, word says in that subject. Get it? We do not have a familiarity of what the word says in the subject. Therefore, now, there is a comparison and there is a contrast between the cross culture and the world culture. You get it? There's a cross culture and the world culture. Now, world culture is highly uh, based on and driven by logic. Logic is good. Common sense is good. We have common sense. We got to use common sense because God has given it to us not for us to just keep it there and stagnate it. Common sense is great. Logic is great. We need to come to a logical decision all the time. However, your logic is not comparable to the wisdom of the world. Okay? Now, for example, Peter's logic to cast nets on the other side just after he had fished all night not catching a single fish doesn't go according to the logic of Peter. Why? He's a professional. He's been fishing all his life. However, the logic of putting 
the nets just on the other side doesn't really make logical sense. However, because the biblical principle had set the standard, the word was spoken. Therefore, obedience to what he became familiar with, which was the word, Peter was able to what? Peter was able to render the word's application into his life. You get it? Therefore, therefore, now if Peter ignored that word, the accomplishment of the word was available, but the ignorance of Peter rendered it useless. Therefore, the problem is not at God's end, but the problem is at logic's end. You get it? See, I'm not trying to say logic is bad. However, I'm saying faith is beyond logic. Okay? See, um, there, is a, there is a way of understanding faith. Okay, there is a way of understanding, hey, you know what, this is what the word says. There is one way, and that way is supra-rational. Okay, now faith often can be irrational. Okay, but that is not the word to use. Okay, we can't say faith doesn't make scientific sense. We cannot say faith does not make physical sense. It's just that faith makes more sense that we cannot make sense of that sense. Are you getting it? See, Scientists know that there is a black hole, but they don't understand black hole. Do you understand what is in a black hole? No. Just because you don't understand it, is it irrational? No. It is supra-rational, okay? Because it is superior to the peanut brains that human has. That is faith. It is superior and abounds and super-abounds your logic and my logic. You get it? It's superior. Therefore, Therefore, the way we live our lives has two options. One option is in our peanut-sized brain rational way or faith way, which is we are led by the spirit in the supra-rational way where we are experiencing the supernatural. Now, which way you want, you choose because they are both available to you. They are both available to you. One can be more... Uh, making sense to you, but the other does not make sense to you because it is beyond you. Therefore, that discomfort that it is beyond you is your, is your obstacle for choosing the supra-rational. Therefore, what we do is we compromise on experiencing the supernatural and then we limit the things of God in our lives by saying, hey, you know what? I understand this. Therefore, I'm going to go with what I understand and I'm going to go with the rationale. But what you just did was you just limited God in your life. So today, so today, I want you to have an open mind. Because the topic that we are going to talk about is one of the craziest topics that a church can talk about. It is talking about why do we keep on sinning even though we are saints? Why is it that a person continues in sin even though he is born again. Now here, sometimes the church, now here, think about the rational and super rational, okay? Because that's going to have to be your context of the way you look at things right now. The way it is rationally pleasing is you do, you get. You don't do, you don't get. You sow a crop, you get the same crop. You sow a coconut tree, you get a coconut tree. You sow a 
lemon tree, you get a lemon tree. No, that is rational. So you sow what you, I mean, you reap what you sow, right? That is rational. So we start assuming that faith works that way. We start assuming that God works that way. Therefore, we expect God to give when we do good. We expect that the bad that is happening to us is based on the things that we are doing. And as a born-again believer, we assume that because even though you have been born again, not by your works, but by grace, but however you forget that fact, and now you, you, know, you start thinking that because I am born again, and yet I am sinning, therefore I am not experiencing the blessing of the Lord. Here, let us read Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. Well then, should we keep on sinning? Should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Now here you need to understand that the word sin here is not the acting word. You know what I'm talking about? It's not a present continuous tense. It doesn't have a tense because it is a noun. Sin is a noun. You get it? You are made sin. You are made a noun sin. Sin, noun, noun, sin. You get it? We assume that this sentence is saying, well then should we keep on sinning so that God can show more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or let me read the NKGV version actually. Excuse me. What shall we say then? Should we continue in sin that grace may abound? Should we continue in sin? See, the sin that he's talking here is not a verb sin, it's a noun sin. So should we continue in the identity of sin? We are sinners saved by grace. Wrong. You are a saint saved by grace. How can you have to decide? How can you still be a sinner when you are saved to be made righteous? See, that doesn't work like that, right? It doesn't work like that. So you have to pick a side. You have to choose. Hey, who am I? You can't be a painter um, who, you know, I'm not getting that th thought in my head. Okay, you can't be a runner who swims well. You know, you have to pick a side. You can't be a runner who has turned into a swimmer. See, you either have to be a good at running or swimming. See, it's only one thing. Right? Right? You cannot be what you have been trans... I mean, you cannot be the old self once you have been given a, butterf uh, a butterfly nature. A butterfly cannot say, I am a caterpillar, now a butterfly. No. I was a caterpillar, now a butterfly. Therefore, what does the butterfly say? The butterfly says, I am a beautiful butterfly made by metamorphosis. Right? It can't say, I am a caterpillar made into a butterfly by metamorphosis. That doesn't work like that. That doesn't work like that. You get it? It doesn't work like that. Therefore, what shall we say then? Should we continue in the caterpillar identity? Why? Why? Should we continue in the caterpillar identity? See, it is not sinning here. It is not saying, should I continue to, to keep on sinning? This is not the verb. This is the nature. So, certainly not. How shall we, who died to sin, any longer live in it? 
how can we who died being a caterpillar any law any longer want to be like a caterpillar hey boy you have been changed into a butterfly you have to assume the nature of a butterfly you can't say now i am going to cling on to the branches i am going to do the things of the caterpillar why that is that you are just ignorant to your identity and the potential of your identity why because you are still living in your past identity you are saying hey i am a caterpillar i have so many legs i need to eat on the leaves i need to i need to crawl i can't fly i can't do things i am ugly people are scared of me i am doing this but you don't recognize that metamorphosis happened salvation happened now you are being changed into a beautiful butterfly with colors everywhere therefore you right now cannot now identify with the sin nature so what are you going to have to do you're going to have to adapt and live in the new nature that you have been given okay here or do you not know that as been okay let's go a little down for if we have been united in the likeness of his death christ's death certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection see many people right many people they get stuck in the friday or they get stuck on the saturday they don't wait till the sunday what do i mean they get stuck up to the crucifixion of jesus they get stuck at the payment of their sin until there they get stuck but they don't wait until sunday in fact they are ignorant of what happens on easter sunday what happened on easter sunday was christ had resurrected christ had resurrected now what does that mean you and i understand that we have been partakers of the death of christ therefore we as a caterpillar have been cocooned in saving grace we as a caterpillar have been cocooned in the saving grace that we have the potential of forgiveness for each and every one of our sins and that's where we get stuck but we don't understand that resurrection happened boy this resurrection what did it do to you it gave you wings it gave you a whole new identity now yes forgiveness is there but it doesn't stop there right now thriving is there say hallelujah right now excellence is there right now what else is there my god wisdom is there to the point and overflowing where your cup cannot handle it now because you overflow people enjoy you why because they are attracted to you not because of what you did but because of the resurrection of jesus so now why do people keep on sinning even though they are saved i'll tell you why because they still think they are a caterpillar they still think that it is them in the rational way of the way of psychology of the way of counseling of the way of therapy of the way of all of these things that they can help themselves to win over sin but they don't know or at least they are ignorant to the fact that christ helps them to forget that old nature now here okay let's go down knowing this that our old man meaning your caterpillar man had been what crucified with him that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin see the body of your sin the nature of a sin man see this is a noun this is an identity 
sin has become right now an identity where people are still identifying with their old man but boy your old man is dead your old man is gone therefore forget about that old man be renewed and transformed to the new resurrection identity that you have in your life that hey right now you are dead to that man and as long as you know i mean as long as you don't understand that that man is dead you will continue in sin you will continue see people usually ask right did you willfully sin or did you by mistake sin did you willfully sin or did did it just happen all sin is willful all sin is willful sin nobody sins without knowing and understanding no sane person sins no sane person lies by mistake no sane person gets into bed with another woman by mistake no sane person steals by mistake no sane person swears by mistake that doesn't just happen they have given themselves the freedom to do that therefore every sin or every action a person does is a consequence of their choice making every action a action of the will now every sin is a willful sin and where is the statement that people say hey god forgives sin god does not forgive willful sin but god forgives the sin that you did by mistake no that statement brings alive the old man the old nature of the caterpillar in you what you have to do is to assume the nature of the new man to assume and render the effects of a new man for he who has died has been freed from sin now if he died with christ we believe that we shall also live with him that knowing christ having been raised from the dead dies no more christ having been raised from the dead dies no more death no longer having dominion over him for the death that he died he died to sin once for all the death that you died partaking in the death of christ you died to the old nature of your sin nature that constantly keeps sinning that constantly keeps falling once you died for that uh, that nature you died in that nature once 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 you don't have to see people keep saying you have to keep on being uh, dying to self no you die once and you are made alive forever you know what you need to keep on doing the thing that you need to keep on doing is assuming the nature of the resurrected body that's why romans chapter 12 is so important you need to make sure that the people that you are surrounded by are not the people of the old nature you need to make sure that the word that you are surrounded by the teaching that you are surrounded by is based upon the resurrection identity that christ has given to you and not upon the caterpillar identity that you are dead to therefore beware who you are surrounded by be beware what teaching you are listening to because the teaching that you listen to instills faith inside of you and it draws faith or fear or confidence or unconfidence inside of you which makes you either to render what god has given to you in the resurrected body or to miss out on what god has given in the resurrected body because you are still identifying with the old self ignoring the blessing and the potential you have in the grace of god in the resurrected body are you understanding be aware 
for the death that he died, he died once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you indeed have assumed the resurrection self, your mind is renewed. Your mind is renewed. Okay? Here. Yeah. Your mind is renewed. You know what your mind is renewed to? Your mind is renewed to this new resurrection identity. That the seal of this identity is the Holy Spirit. Nothing good can get out and sin can never get in. Why? Because you are sealed by the promise of, the, of, of God. By the Holy Spirit, the seal has been stamped upon you. Now sin cannot enter, good cannot get out. Sin cannot enter, good cannot get out. Therefore, everything good and nothing bad is in you. But... This is assuming that you have assumed upon you the identity of the resurrection body. You have assumed upon you that the dead man has actually died. Now you see, why do people come to church, say holy, 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 and go outside and say, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him, because they have not been dead to the old man of the sin nature. They still think they are a caterpillar, and they still think that they need to work things out, but they don't know that God has worked things out in the finished work of Jesus Christ, that hey, they are now a butterfly. They can assume the nature of good. And why do people come inside church and say, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, and go outside and use the B word, B word, B word. This time it's swearing. Why do people come into church and say, I forgive him, I forgive him, I forgive him. Go outside and use the effort, effort, effort in swearing. It is because they did not understand that their old man has died literally. The death of the sin nature has been done with. And what they need to do is renew their mind. Hey, see, you cannot, that's why, judge a person based on the fruit. Because wait, the root is bringing the fruit. It is going to bring a fruit the moment a person has a revelation of the resurrection body. That's when the fruit is coming. You need to be patient that what God has done in your life, He will do in others' lives. That the same person who's, who's, who's doing the wrong things outside is the person who God is working on. Give Him some time. Changing your mind. Changing your mind. See, I'm not talking, I'm not condemning anybody here. I'm encouraging you to assume the nature of the Spirit. Assume the nature of the resurrected person. And then what you have renewed in your mind, you will live by. And what your renewing mind will be aligned to your born-again spirit will bring forth in actions, will bring forth in fruit. See, I'm repeating that statement again. When your mind is renewed to the born-again identity, means the old things have gone. Behold, all things are made new. Even your identity has been made new. Therefore, your fruit has to be made new. And your fruit will be made new when your mind has come into, uh, I mean, when your mind has been made in line with the born again spirit, the new spirit that you have, that's when the new fruit will be produced. You get it? Not when you go for therapy. Not when, see, I, I, I appreciate those streams of studies. I appreciate the wisdom of God upon those things. But they are not going to help you the way that you are going to help yourselves when you put upon yourself the new identity. The way that you have the, see, here, God has given us the authority. Understand, you have the dominion. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. See, your dominion on your life, in your life, is not uh, determined by other factors. 
the dominion in your life is determined by you why you have that authority say i have the authority you have the authority to choose that your life either is going to be like the caterpillar or the butterfly therefore you are still sinning like the caterpillar was ignoring that you are right now a butterfly but the moment the uh, the the, the the eyes of your revelation will open the moment the eyes of your understanding will open to the revelation that you are in fact already made right already a butterfly that's when the desire will die you understand the bible says that a desire brought forth sin sin brought forth death the desire for sin will bring forth sin which will bring forth death now that's a bad desire and bad desires are constant for the old man but once you come into the new man the spirit is going to address your desires your desires are going to be transformed it is going to be made new you liked doing something before now you hate it you enjoyed speaking some filthy words before now you hate it why because the people that you're surrounding with are changed the word that you're surrounding with has changed the teaching that you're surrounding yourself with has changed therefore now your fruit has changed why because the words that went into your mouth have been founded inside your brain went into your mind have been founded inside your mind bringing forth from the root of your newborn self from the root of your newborn spirit the fruit of the spirit notice it is not your fruit it is not your old man's fruit because every fruit in that old man is always bad therefore the fruit of the spirit means when you are born again you are born again in the spirit your spirit man is made alive therefore your spirit will bring forth fruit love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self control when when you put off that old man and put on the butterfly man of the resurrection body and then the holy spirit will be aligned with your mind in your renewed mind and your born again spirit bringing forth and drawing from the root of your newborn person the fruit of the newborn person are you understanding and that is when you are going to stop sinning after a newborn experience you got it you got it renewing your mind people people start talking about people start talking as if holiness and sanctification is an ongoing process holiness and sanctification is not an ongoing process saved and sanctified saved and sanctified once once but you have to identify that you are in fact sanctified that you are in fact saved are you understanding church are you understanding see our actions don't determine the level of our holiness our actions don't determine the level of our sanctification because saving and sanctification happen once once you can go read your new testament it is a one time thing therefore don't think in your rational mind in your rational mind that you are being made holy no no you are not being made sanctified you are sanctified you are sanctified therefore let that root 
let your mind be renewed so that the mind can take root and bring forth the fruit from the born again self outside that the when people that when the people see they'll see a newborn person but first before the person sees before people see you have to see do you know the treasure you have inside of you with which you can fly with which you can potential yourself to the to the crazy levels the wisdom that you have with which you can build buildings with which you can build institutions with which you can make businesses thrive in business with which you can assume and and render for yourself the prosperity the peace and the joy of god because god has made you right with him because god has made you right with him before people can see it you have to see it before people can see it you have to see it do you see yourself still made alive to the old man of the sin nature or the new man of the righteousness nature in romans chapter 6 when people read it what then shall we say shall sin shall we sin because we are under law but not under grace i mean but under grace certainly not do you not know for that whom you present yourself slaves to obey you are the one slaves to whom you obey this obedience word is paying attention to it means paying attention to so you are slaves to whom you pay attention to if you are paying attention to the sin nature of your man you will be slave to that sin nature but if you pay attention listen to me carefully if you pay attention to this born again self of yours to this resurrected identity of yours once you pay attention to this identity you know what's going to happen you're going to become a slave to this person you're going to become a slave to this butterfly man therefore the colors of your will become radiant and glorious that when people look at you they don't just see you but they see the self that is inside you the christ that is inside of you the hope of glory that right now when you live you thrive right now when you walk you don't just walk you soar like a lion right now you can fly upon the eagle's wings let your youth be renewed and let your sanity be restored why because of the cross because of the cross do you know that whom you present to yourselves uh, present yourself slave to you are uh, uh, present yourself slave to obey you are the slaves to whom you obey whether sin leading to death or obedience to leading leading to righteousness but god be thanked that though you were slaves to sin yet you obeyed from the heart that the form of doctrine to which you were delivered you understand the teaching which you delivered which you obeyed see it is so important what kind of teaching you are surrounding yourselves with what kind of teaching you are surrounding yourselves with are you surrounding yourselves with teaching that is of the rational mind of the law nature of the caterpillar nature the things that you understand rationally logically or the doctrine that has been delivered to you right now in this preaching that is supra rational that is full of grace full of anointing full of favor and full of the butterfly nature of the resurrected man that is inside of you you have to be delivered unto such teaching and this teaching is an amazing teaching and 
praise be to God that you are paying attention right now. I speak in human terms because the weakness of your flesh. Okay, fine. Let's go down. 20. For when you are slaves of sin, you are free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have there in the things of now you are ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, having been set free from the sin, sin nature. You understand? Not, not from having been set free from sinning. No. Having been set from the sin nature. How are you going to be set from the sin nature? By assuming upon yourself the transformed nature of the resurrected body. And having become slaves to God, you have fruit of holiness. And the end is everlasting life. But the wages of sin nature is death. But the gift of Christ is eternal life. See, don't assume that this last verse is talking about works. No, it is not talking about works. It is talking about faith. It is talking about supra-rational. It is talking about the things that not everybody will understand. But once you die, give me a second, let my this thing open. Yeah, for, um, for, but the, um, yeah, the fruit of holiness, the end is everlasting life. Don't for a second think that your sinning or uh, not sinning is going to determine your righteousness or your sinful nature. No, it is your mind that does it. It's your mind that does it. Change is the only thing that is permanent. And you have been changed. When Jesus said it is finished, it was finished. Holiness and sanctification is not a process. But the process of renewing your mind is a process. That process, when it has, once it has come to completion, you will be identified and accomplished and planted in your renewed self, in your born-again self. How is it that people have a nasty attitude still in church? Nasty, nasty, proud attitude. It's because they still didn't understand the revelation that Christ has given on the Sunday through the resurrection. They are only dead to the sins that they did, but they are not alive. They are not made alive. Therefore, just give them some time. Give them some time. Let the spirit work inside of them. Just let the spirit work inside of you. Slowly but surely, once you assume the nature of the true born-again self-identity upon yourself, you will be like a true born-again person. Let us pray. Father, thank you very much for this day. Thank you very much for each and every person who has watched this program. Thank you very much, very much, Lord Jesus, for the person who has heard this. Lord, I pray that the person who's heard this, Lord, will have the strength, the revelation, and the wisdom, and the understanding to assume upon himself the resurrection identity that right now he shall put off the old man, be dead to the old man, that through the renewal of his mind, he will assume upon himself the potential and the, uh, and the unlimited nature of this new resurrection self. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Let us go into a time of offering. Let us go into a time of offering. I always, every Sunday, make sure to say, our offering should not be religious. It should not be mechanical. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. A clock does its job, no matter what, come what may. That shall not be the way we bring forth our offering, religiously. But you bring forth your offering as a way of worship, as a way of saying, God, what can I ever give you? I can't give you anything. I give you my life. 
and lord here is what i can bring you in gratitude and thankfulness for what unlimited nature you have this is what i just thank you with a token of gratitude a token of worship a token of knowing and bringing forth to god your incap incapacity compared to god saying god this money doesn't work for me you work for me when the person who that's why the bible says the person who has more gets more why because the person who has more gives more but the person who withholds he will lose why is it that why is it that because he doesn't have a revelation doesn't have a revelation therefore whatever you're giving give freely because god loves a cheerful giver don't you know in your heart how much you need to give and just give and we will go we will pray for that offering father lord i pray for each and every person who is uh, giving an offering lord i pray in the name of jesus that this offering will be a testimony of their lives lord jesus lord because they have given to you you give back to them lord because they have blessing you you bless them back lord because they are trusting you with their finances lord pour into them much more lord jesus because they know that this money that they have in their hands is not um, i mean cannot do much independent of you therefore they bring forth that money to show that lord jesus this money is is god's so lord bless them lord give them wisdom bless them with whatever they need at this moment give them health wealth wisdom peace joy love and sanity that lord wherever they are going they'll walk in the colors of this butterfly of a new nature person in the name of jesus amen 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 thank you very much for watching our program you know share this link with whoever you can we are on podcasts we are everywhere we are i mean you name it we are there we are on youtube we are on spotify we are on apple podcasts we are everywhere so now you can share this link with anybody you want everybody you want keep on listening keep on listening you know you can drive and you can listen you can walk and you can listen so be encouraged keep in touch with us send us any prayer requests that you have and we will keep praying for you and see you this friday thank you very much Thank you for listening to this message. We trust that it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to project you into your fullest calling by strengthening your spirit to do everything you were created to do. It is your continued love, support and partnership with Eagle Mount Church and Pastor Sharath Yelisiri that makes these messages possible. For more information and to find out how you can partner with us, visit www.eaglemount.in. That's www.eaglemount.in. See you for the next episode. Until then, soar on. for another power packed message from Pastor Sharat Yelaseri brought to you by the friends and partners of Eagle Mount Church transforming believers into eagles who can soar above every mountain that may stand in their way empowering them to be leaders for the generations we hope that this message will transform you get ready to soar
Hello and welcome to our service at Eagle Mount Church. I'm so happy you're joining us, you know. I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for you and for me today in the Word, okay. See, we need to understand that the Word has the highest authority in a Christian's life. Just as the Constitution of India has the highest authority in the law and the operations of an Indian citizen, the heaven citizen, meaning the church member, meaning the Christ member's highest authority is not the law of the land, but it is the word of God. Are you getting it? Right? So we need to understand and we need to have a cross culture. What culture? The cross culture. Why? Because we are driven by the words of God. If the word of the Lord says, do not steal, and the legalities of your land says, yes, you can steal, what does a Christian have to obey? Does he obey the law of the land or does he obey the law of the word? See, you need to understand that the superiority and the absoluteness, see, the word of the Lord is absolute, okay? It has the ultimate say over a Christian's life. Now, in your life, for you to have the ultimate say of the word of God, there is only few things you need to do. And it starts with getting to know, being familiar with what you are under. Okay? If you are not familiar that the red light means stop, it doesn't matter when you don't stop because then the, I mean, it doesn't matter. Your knowledge doesn't matter anymore. Why? Because the traffic police is going to charge you anyway. Your ignorance is not an excuse. You get it? Yes. So our ignorance is not an excuse for us to not know what the word says. And therefore, if we are missing out on the things of God, you know why it is? It is because we have no familiarity of what the uh, word says in that subject. Get it? We do not have a familiarity of what the word says in the subject. Therefore, now, there is a comparison and there is a contrast between the cross culture and the world culture. You get it? There's a cross culture and the world culture. Now, world culture is highly... Uh, based on and driven by logic. Logic is good. Common sense is good. We have common sense. We got to use common sense because God has given it to us not for us to just keep it there and stagnate it. Common sense is great. Logic is great. We need to come to a logical decision all the time. However, your logic is not comparable to the wisdom of the world. Okay? Now, for example, Peter's logic to cast nets on the other side just after he had fished all night not catching a single fish doesn't go according to the logic of Peter. Why? He's a professional. He's been fishing all his life. However, the logic of putting the nets just on the other side doesn't really make logical sense. However, because the biblical principle had set the standard, the word was spoken. Therefore, obedience to what he became familiar with, which was the word, Peter was able to what? Peter was able to render the word's application into his life. You get it? Therefore, therefore, now if Peter ignored that word, 
the accomplishment of the word was available but the ignorance of peter rendered it useless therefore the problem is not at god's end but the problem is at logic's end you get it see i'm not trying to say logic is bad however i'm saying lot faith is beyond logic okay see um there is uh there is a way of understanding faith okay there is a way of understanding hey you know what this is what the word says there is one way and that way is supra rational okay now faith often can be irrational okay but that is not the word to use okay we can't say faith doesn't make scientific sense we cannot say faith does not make physical sense it's just that faith makes more sense that we cannot make sense of that sense are you getting it see scientists know that there is a black hole but they don't understand black hole do you understand what is in a black hole no just because you don't understand it is it irrational no it is supra rational okay because it is superior to the peanut brains that human has that is faith it is superior and abounds and super abounds your logic and my logic you get it it's superior therefore therefore the way we live our lives has two options one option is in our peanut sized brain rational way or faith way which is we are led by the spirit in the supra rational way where we are experiencing the supernatural now which way you want you choose because they are both available to you they are both available to you one can be more uh making sense to you but the other does not make sense to you because it is beyond you therefore that discomfort that it is beyond you is your is your obstacle for choosing the supra rational therefore what we do is we compromise on experiencing the supernatural and then we limit the things of god in our lives by saying hey you know what i understand this therefore i am going to go with what i understand and i am going to go with the rationale but what you just did was you just limited god in your life so today so today i want you to have an open mind because the topic that we are going to talk about is one of the craziest topics that a church can talk about it is talking about why do we keep on sinning even though we are saints why is it that a person continues in sin even though he is born again now here sometimes the church now here think about the rational and super rational okay because that's going to have to be your context of the way you look at things right now the way it is rationally pleasing is you do you get you don't do you don't get you sow a crop you get the same crop you sow a coconut tree you get a coconut tree you sow a lemon tree you get a lemon tree now that is rational so you sow what you i mean you reap what you sow right that is rational so we start assuming that faith works that way we start assuming that god works that way therefore we expect god to give when we do good we expect that the bad that is happening to us is based on the things that we are doing 
and as a born again believer we assume that because even though you have been born again not by your works but by grace but however you forget that fact and now you you know you start thinking that because i am born again and yet i am sinning therefore i am not experiencing the blessing of the lord here let us read romans chapter 6 romans chapter 6 well then should we keep on sinning should we keep on sinning so that god can show us more and more of his wonderful grace of course not since we have died to sin how can we continue to live in it now here you need to understand that the word sin here is not the acting verb you know what i'm talking about it's not a present continuous tense it doesn't have a tense because it is a noun sin is a noun you get it you are made sin you are made a noun sin sin noun noun sin you get it we assume that this sentence is saying well then should we keep on sinning so that god can show more of his wonderful grace of course not since we have died to sin how can we continue to live in it or let me read the nkgv version actually excuse me what shall we say then should we continue in sin that grace may abound should we continue in sin see the sin that he's talking here is not a verb sin it's a noun sin so should we continue in the identity of sin we are sinners saved by grace wrong you are a saint saved by grace how can you have to decide how can you still be a sinner when you are saved to be made righteous see that doesn't work like that right it doesn't work like that so you have to pick a side you have to choose hey who am i you can be a painter um who you know i'm not getting that th- thought in my head okay you can be a runner who swims well you know you have to pick a side you can't be a runner who has turned into a swimmer see you either have to be a good at running or swimming see it's only one thing right right you cannot be what you have been trans i mean you cannot be the old self once you have been given a butter- uh, a butterfly nature a butterfly cannot say i am a caterpillar now a butterfly no i was a caterpillar now a butterfly therefore what does the butterfly say the butterfly says i am a beautiful butterfly made by metamorphosis right it can't say i am a caterpillar made into a butterfly by metamorphosis that doesn't work like that that doesn't work like that you get it it doesn't work like that therefore what shall we say then should we continue in the caterpillar identity why why should we continue in the caterpillar identity? see it is not sinning here it is not saying should i continue to to keep on sinning this is not the verb this is a nature so certainly not how shall we who died to sin any longer live in it how can we who died being a caterpillar any lo- any longer want to be like a caterpillar hey boy you have been changed into a butterfly you have to assume the nature of a butterfly you can't say now i am going to cling on to the branches i am going to do the things of the caterpillar why that is that you are just 
ignorant to your identity and the potential of your identity. Why? Because you are still living in your past identity. You are saying, hey, I am a caterpillar. I have so many legs. I need to eat on the leaves. I need to, I need to crawl. I can't fly. I can't do things. I am ugly. People are scared of me. I am doing this. But you don't recognize that metamorphosis happened. Salvation happened. Now you are being changed into a beautiful butterfly with colors everywhere. Therefore, you right now cannot now identify with the sin nature. So what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to adapt and live in the new nature that you have been given. Okay, here. Or do you not know that as been, okay, let's go a little down. For if we have been united in the likeness of his death, Christ's death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. See, many people, right, many people, they get stuck in the Friday or they get stuck on the Saturday. They don't wait till the Sunday. What do I mean? They get stuck up to the crucifixion of Jesus. They get stuck at the payment of their sin until there they get stuck. But they don't wait until Sunday. In fact, they are ignorant of what happens on Easter Sunday. What happened on Easter Sunday was Christ had resurrected. Christ had resurrected. Now what does that mean? You and I understand that we have been partakers of the death of Christ. Therefore, we as a caterpillar have been cocooned in saving grace. We as a caterpillar have been cocooned in the saving grace that we have the potential of forgiveness for each and every one of our sins. And that's where we get stuck. But we don't understand that resurrection happened, boy. This resurrection, what did it do to you? It gave you wings. It gave you a whole new identity. Now, yes, forgiveness is there, but it doesn't stop there. Right now, thriving is there. Say hallelujah. Right now, excellence is there. Right now, what else is there? My God, wisdom is there. To the point and overflowing where your cup cannot handle it. Now, because you overflow, people enjoy you. Why? Because they are attracted to you. Not because of what you did, but because of the resurrection of Jesus. So now, why do people keep on sinning even though they are saved? I'll tell you why. Because they still think they are a caterpillar. They still think that it is them in the rational way of the way of psychology, of the way of counseling, of the way of therapy, of the way of all of these things that they can help themselves to win over sin. But they don't know. Or at least they are ignorant to the fact that Christ helps them to forget that old nature. Now here, okay, let's go down. Knowing this, that our old man, meaning your caterpillar man, had been what? crucified with him that the body of sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin see the body of your sin the nature of a sin man see this is a noun this is an identity sin has become right now an identity where people are still identifying with their old man but boy your old man is dead your old man is gone therefore forget about that old man be renewed and transformed to the new resurrection identity that you have in your life that hey right now you 
are dead to that man. And as long as you know, I mean, as long as you don't understand that that man is dead, you will continue in sin. You will continue. See, people usually ask, right? Did you willfully sin or did you by mistake sin? Did you willfully sin or did, did it just happen? All sin is willful. All sin is willful sin. Nobody sins without knowing and understanding. No sane person sins. No sane person lies by mistake. No sane person gets into bed with another woman by mistake. No sane person steals by mistake. No sane person swears by mistake. That doesn't just happen. They have given themselves the freedom to do that. Therefore, every sin or every action a person does is a consequence of their choice. Making every action an action of the will. Now, every sin is a willful sin. And where is the statement that people say, hey, God forgives sin. God does not forgive willful sin, but God forgives the sin that you did by mistake. No. That statement brings alive the old man, the old nature of the caterpillar in you. What you have to do is to assume the nature of the new man, to assume and render the effects of a new man. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. That knowing Christ having been raised from the dead dies no more. Christ having been raised from the dead dies no more. Death no longer having dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. The death that you died partaking in the death of Christ, you died to the old nature of your sin nature that constantly keeps sinning, that constantly keeps falling. Once you died for that, uh, that nature. You died in that nature once once, 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 you don't have to see. People keep saying, you have to keep on being uh, dying to self. No, you die once and you are made alive forever. You know what you need to keep on doing? The thing that you need to keep on doing is assuming the nature of the resurrected body. That's why Romans chapter 12 is so important. You need to make sure that the people that you are surrounded by are not the people of the old nature. You need to make sure that the word that you are surrounded by, the teaching that you are surrounded by is based upon the resurrection identity that Christ has given to you and not upon the caterpillar identity that you are dead to. Therefore, beware who you are surrounded by. Be beware what teaching you are listening to because the teaching that you listen to instills faith inside of you and it draws faith or fear or confidence or unconfidence inside of you which makes you either to render what God has given to you in the resurrected body or to miss out on what God has given in the resurrected body because you are still identifying with the old self ignoring the blessing and the potential you have in the grace of God in the resurrected body. Are you understanding? Beware, for the death that he died, he died once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. If you indeed have assumed the resurrection self, your mind is renewed. Your mind is renewed. 
Okay, here. Yeah, your mind is renewed. You know what your mind is renewed to? Your mind is renewed to this new resurrection identity. That the seal of this identity is the Holy Spirit. Nothing good can get out and sin can never get in. Why? Because you are sealed by the promise of, the, of, of God. By the Holy Spirit, the seal has been stamped upon you. Now sin cannot enter, good cannot get out. Sin cannot enter, good cannot get out. Therefore, everything good and nothing bad is in you. But this is assuming that you have assumed upon you the identity of the resurrection body. You have assumed upon you that the dead man has actually died. Now you see, why do people come to church, say holy, 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 and go outside and say, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him, because they have not been dead to the old man of the sin nature. They still think they are a caterpillar, and they still think that they need to work things out, but they don't know that God has worked things out in the finished work of Jesus Christ, that hey, they are now a butterfly. They can assume the nature of good. And why do people come inside church and say, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, and go outside and use the B word, B word, B word. This time it's swearing. Why do people come into church and say, I forgive him, I forgive him, I forgive him. Go outside and use the effort, effort, effort in swearing. It is because they did not understand that their old man has died literally. The dead of the sin nature has been done with. And what they need to do is renew their mind. Hey, see, you cannot, that's why, judge a person based on the fruit. Because wait, the root is bringing the fruit. It is going to bring a fruit the moment a person has a revelation of the resurrection body. That's when the fruit is coming. You need to be patient that what God has done in your life, He will do in others' lives. That the same person who's, who's, who's doing the wrong things outside is the person who God is working on. Give Him some time. Changing your mind. Changing your mind. See, I'm not talking, I'm not condemning anybody here. I'm encouraging you to assume the nature of the Spirit assume the nature of the resurrected person and then what you have renewed in your mind you will live by and what your renewing mind will be aligned to your born again spirit will bring forth in actions will bring forth in fruit see i'm repeating that statement again when your mind is renewed to the born again identity means the old things have gone behold all things are made new even your identity has been made new therefore your fruit has to be made new and your fruit will be made new when your mind has come into uh, i mean when your mind has been made in line with the born again spirit the new spirit that you have that's when the new fruit will be produced you get it not when you go for therapy not when see I, I i appreciate those streams of studies i appreciate the wisdom of god upon those things but they are not going to help you the way that you are going to help yourselves when you put upon yourself the new identity the way that you have the see here god has given us the authority understand you have the dominion for sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under the law, but under grace. See, your dominion on your life, in your life, is not uh, determined by other factors. The dominion in your life is determined by you. Why? You have that authority. Say, I have the authority. You have the authority to choose that your life either is going to be like the caterpillar or the butterfly. Therefore, you are still sinning like the caterpillar was, ignoring that you are right now a butterfly. But the moment the, uh, the, 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 the eyes of your revelation will open, the moment the eyes of your understanding will open to the revelation that you are in fact already made right, 
already a butterfly that's when the desire will die you understand the bible says that a desire brought forth sin sin brought forth death the desire for sin will bring forth sin which will bring forth death now that's a bad desire and bad desires are constant for the old man but once you come into the new man the spirit is going to address your desires your desires are going to be transformed it is going to be made new you liked doing something before now you hate it you enjoyed speaking some filthy words before now you hate it why because the people that you're surrounding with are changed the word that you're surrounding with has changed the teaching that you're surrounding yourself with has changed therefore now your fruit has changed why because the words that went into your mouth have been founded inside your brain went into your mind have been founded inside your mind bringing forth from the root of your newborn self from the root of your newborn spirit the fruit of the spirit notice it is not your fruit it is not your old man's fruit because every fruit in that old man is always bad therefore the fruit of the spirit means when you are born again you are born again in the spirit your spirit man is made alive therefore your spirit will bring forth fruit love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self control when when you put off that old man and put on the butterfly man of the resurrection body and then the holy spirit will be aligned with your mind in your renewed mind and your born again spirit bringing forth and drawing from the root of your newborn person the fruit of the newborn person are you understanding and that is when you are going to stop sinning after a newborn experience you got it you got it renewing your mind people people start talking about people start talking as if holiness and sanctification is an ongoing process holiness and sanctification is not an ongoing process saved and sanctified saved and sanctified once once but you have to identify that you are in fact sanctified that you are in fact saved are you understanding church are you understanding see our actions don't determine the level of our holiness our actions don't determine the level of our sanctification because saving and sanctification happen once once you can go read your new testament it is a one time thing therefore don't think in your rational mind in your rational mind that you are being made holy no no you are not being made sanctified you are sanctified you are sanctified therefore let that root let your mind be renewed so that the mind can take root and bring forth the fruit from the born again self outside that the when people that when the people see they'll see a new born person but first before the person sees before people see you have to see do you know the treasure you have inside of you with which you can fly with which you can potential yourself to the to the crazy levels the wisdom that you have 
with which you can build buildings, with which you can build institutions, with which you can make businesses thrive in business, with which you can assume and, and render for yourself the prosperity, the peace, and the joy of God because God has made you right with him. Because God has made you right with him. Before people can see it, you have to see it. Before people can see it, you have to see it. Do you see yourself still made alive to the old man of the sin nature or the new man of the righteousness nature? In Romans chapter 6, when people read it, what then shall we say? Shall, sin, shall we sin because we are under law, but not under grace? I mean, but under grace. Certainly not. Do you not know for that whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are the one slaves to whom you obey? This obedience word is paying attention to. It means paying attention to. So you are slaves to whom you pay attention to. If you are paying attention to the sin nature of your man, you will be slave to that sin nature. But if you pay attention, listen to me carefully, if you pay attention to this born again self of yours, to this resurrected identity of yours, once you pay attention to this identity, you know what's going to happen? You're going to become a slave to this person. You're going to become a slave to this butterfly man. Therefore, the colors of yours will become radiant and glorious. That when people look at you, they don't just see you, but they see the self that is inside you, the Christ that is inside of you, the hope of glory. That right now when you live, you thrive. Right now when you walk, you don't just walk, you soar like a lion. Right now, you can fly upon the eagle's wings. Let your youth be renewed and let your sanity be restored. Why? Because of the cross. Because of the cross. Do you know that whom you present to yourselves, uh, present yourself slave to, you are uh, uh, present yourself slave to obey. You are the slaves to whom you obey, whether sin leading to death or obedience to leading leading to righteousness. But God be thanked that though you were slaves to sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that the form of doctrine to which you were delivered. You understand? The teaching which you delivered, which you obeyed. See, it is so important what kind of teaching you are surrounding yourselves with. What kind of teaching you are surrounding yourselves with. Are you surrounding yourselves with teaching that is of the rational mind, of the law nature, of the caterpillar nature, the things that you understand rationally, logically, or the doctrine that has been delivered to you right now in this preaching that is supra-rational, that is full of grace, full of anointing, full of favor, and full of the butterfly nature of the resurrected man that is inside of you. You have to be delivered unto such teaching, and this teaching is an amazing teaching, and praise be to God that you are paying attention right now. I speak in human terms because the weakness of your flesh. Okay, fine. Let's go down. 20. For when you are slaves of sin, you are free in regard to righteousness. What fruit did you have there in the things of now you are ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, having been set free from the sin, sin nature. You understand? Not, not from having been set free from sinning. No. 
having been set from the sin nature. How are you going to be set from the sin nature? By assuming upon yourself the transformed nature of the resurrected body. And having become slaves to God, you have fruit of holiness. And the end is everlasting life. But the wages of sin nature is death. But the gift of Christ is eternal life. See, don't assume that this last verse is talking about works. No, it is not talking about works. It is talking about faith. It is talking about supra-rational. It is talking about the things that not everybody will understand. But once you die, give me a second, let my this thing open. Oh, yeah, for, um, for, but the, um, yeah, the fruit of holiness, the end is everlasting life. Don't for a second think that your sinning or uh, not sinning is going to determine your righteousness or your sinful nature. No. It is your mind that does it. It's your mind that does it. Change is the only thing that is permanent. And you have been changed. When Jesus said it is finished, it was finished. Holiness and sanctification is not a process, but the process of renewing your mind is a process. That process, when it has, once it has come to completion, you will be identified and accomplished and planted in your renewed self, in your born-again self. How is it that people have a nasty attitude still in church? Nasty, nasty, proud attitude. It's because they still didn't understand the revelation that Christ has given on the Sunday through the resurrection. They are only dead to the sins that they did, but they are not alive. They are not made alive. Therefore, just give them some time. Give them some time. Let the Spirit work inside of them. Just let the Spirit work inside of you. Slowly but surely, once you assume the nature of the true born-again self-identity upon yourself, you will be like a true born-again person. Let us pray. Father, thank you very much for this day. Thank you very much for each and every person who has watched this program. Thank you very much, very much, Lord Jesus, for the person who has heard this. Lord, I pray that the person who's heard this, Lord, will have the strength, the revelation, and the wisdom, and the understanding to assume upon himself the resurrection identity that right now he shall put off the old man, be dead to the old man, that through the renewal of his mind, he will assume upon himself the potential and the, uh, uh, and the unlimited nature of this new resurrection self. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Let us go into a time of offering. Let us go into a time of offering. I always, every Sunday, make sure to say, our offering should not be religious. It should not be mechanical. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. A clock does its job, no matter what, come what may. That shall not be the way we bring forth our offering religiously. But you bring forth your offering as a way of worship. As a way of saying, God, what can I ever give you? I can't give you anything. I give you my life. And Lord, here is what I can bring you in gratitude and thankfulness for what unlimited nature you have. This is what I just thank you with. A token of gratitude. A token of worship. A token of knowing and bringing forth to God your incap incapacity compared to God. Saying, God, this money doesn't work for me. You work for me.
when the person who that's why the bible says the person who has more gets more why because the person who has more gives more but the person who withholds he will lose why is it that why is it that because he doesn't have a revelation doesn't have a revelation therefore whatever you're giving give freely because god loves a cheerful giver don't you know in your heart how much you need to give and just give and we will go we will pray for that offering father lord i pray for each and every person who is uh, giving an offering lord i pray in the name of jesus that this offering will be a testimony of their lives lord jesus lord because they have given to you you give back to them lord because they have blessing you you bless them back lord because they are trusting you with their finances lord pour into them much more lord jesus because they know that this money that they have in their hands is not um, i mean cannot do much independent of you therefore they bring forth that money to show that lord jesus this money is is god's so lord bless them lord give them wisdom bless them with whatever they need at this moment give them health wealth wisdom peace joy love and sanity that lord wherever they are going they'll walk in the colors of this butterfly of a new nature person in the name of jesus amen 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 thank you very much for watching our program you know share this link with whoever you can we are on podcasts we are everywhere we are i mean you name it we are there we are on youtube we are on spotify we are on apple podcasts we are everywhere so now you can share this link with anybody you want everybody you want keep on listening keep on listening you know you can drive and you can listen you can walk and you can listen so be encouraged keep in touch with us send us any prayer requests that you have and we will keep praying for you and see you this friday thank you very much Thank you for listening to this message. We trust that it has been a blessing to you. Our goal is to project you into your fullest calling by strengthening your spirit to do everything you were created to do. It is your continued love, support and partnership with Eagle Mount Church and Pastor Sharat Yelisiri that makes these messages possible. For more information and to find out how you can partner with us, visit www.eaglemount.in. That's www.eaglemount.in. See you for the next episode. Until then, soar on.